I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is For the Talkers. Hello, Talkers, and happy Thursday. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm so glad you're here today. Today is an episode with one of my newest friends, Emily, and you guys, probably the day after meeting her, I'm like, gotta get her on the pod because she is hilarious and well-spoken and has so many good things to say. And now we're besties and I love it. Literally nothing could be better because work sucks and it's so nice to have work friends. So today's episode is all about, well, honestly, I feel like you can't say all about because it's kind of about a lot of things. So Emily is an author, which I just think is so cool, so admirable. I am pretty sure I say cool in the episode and I feel so lame that like that's my vocabulary is cool. (laughs) But Emily is just so well accomplished, very creative buy her book that is out right now the final wish it's on amazon i will link it in the show notes so i think you can click like read more and you'll see it and i'll also post it on instagram so watch for it there and if not go to amazon and search the final wish by emily Carmazin with a k and buy it and read it four million times and follow her on instagram she also has some books that she's working on right now and they are all linked on her website so i will link that as well and she talks about them a little bit in the episode so you'll have to listen to hear a bit more But I just have to say, Emily is going to be one of my forever friends. She gives great advice and has great jokes. And she gives us a little message on friendship, which was kind of spur the moment, but it was absolutely perfect. And Emily has great advice about not always taking advice. So let me tell you a little bit more about her. Emily is originally from Independence, Missouri, and an only child of a working class family. She works a day gig that pays the bills and spends most free moments writing, editing, and learning. She is passionate about healing the world and laughter. Emily loves true crime, all the puppies, conversations that engage and excite, road trips, and snack mix. So here is Emily. Okay, so fun fact or, yeah, fun fact yeah. about me. Yeah. Um, I was actually kicked out of Graceland at age four. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is Graceland as in Elvis Presley's home in, in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Um, late 70s, early 80s. Okay. And uh, my dad was born on the same day as Elvis. Okay. Uh, so it is, he loved Elvis. Um, I could tell you every song <laughs> in Elvis's Aloha Hawaii performance okay. uh, through most of my life. I can pretty much sing Elvis's <laughs> entire catalog yeah. um, from my childhood. And um, we went on a tour of Graceland and it was my mom, my grandma, my dad and I. And he had, there was an area outside of Graceland where there was all of his cars Mm -hmm. behind velvet ropes. Mm -hmm. And there was a pink Lisa Marie Jeep that my dad thought it would be a great idea (laughs) to get a photo of me in. So he hung behind the tour. Uh, My mom and grandma went ahead and he put me in the Jeep, got a photo of me very (laughs) happily holding the steering wheel, smiling into the camera. Um, I've also been told there's a photo of... uh, two very large hands coming towards me (laughs) of a security guard that just lifted me out and Mm -hmm. carried me to the curb in Memphis and set me down. Um, 
I've never seen if I'm still on the <laughs> no entrance list. Okay. 40 plus years later, but I don't know. Love it. Sad. I would say sad. I have gone the longest was like five months, I think, um, in my adult life recently without having a puppy. And it is sad. And I, we, our internet went down at work the other day and I was like, this place is a hellhole because I can't look at puppies. And until I can look at puppies again, this place is hell. My employer did not appreciate that, but you know what? It's puppies. Yep. So priorities. Thank you. Yes. So my happy, I have to show you, I got my nails done. Oh, they're so pretty. I love them. Thank you. Love them. And specifically made me happy cuticle oil and then lotion and they kind of like massage your fingers you know oh yes so nice so Mm. nice I'm like I'm gonna fall asleep right now so that was very good you can never underestimate the power of a good hand and or foot (laughs) massage it's true literally I would just I would pay somebody just to do that for me on a regular basis just personal masseuse yeah just just hand hand and foot foot. (laughs) yeah like you don't have to go close no under close no that's extra okay then my funny is how emotional I can be on <laughs> any given day. So when I when I'm getting ready to record, mm-hmm. I'm looking through my pictures because I'm like, okay, what was happy this week? What was funny? Whatever. Mm. And I, I see a picture of me like smiling and being goofy mm-hmm. to send to Grace. A picture of me crying. <laughs> to grace and i think there was one other and they were all in one day <laughs> and i <laughs> i just was like i just love that for me that i can just i every day every day is just the full range of emotions and it's great but you know shouldn't it be though yeah because i mean yeah. you are you know i i say on i say often that we should live spherically and you know just you're not just one thing no and you're not just going to have one emotion so why deny it true you know well and grace this morning she's like if you want to not be feeling that any that way anymore you have to feel it mm-hmm. right you so sure like, do you're mad you have to let yourself be mad to then not be mad mm-hmm. i believe it's called repression I believe that might be the term, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not the, the specialist in that area, God knows, but I do believe I, I'm familiar with repression. Okay. I've repressed a few things in my life. But there may be a few we could go off on that one. Oh, and then my sad. My sad is also similar to yours, but mine's a little more daunting because it's a I'll never really have cats or dogs. I saw your date night thing and I was like, yeah, fun, but also sadness. Yeah. What's going on there? We have to. Any context? We have to. Well, okay. The context is me and Grace did our like vision boards for 2024. Oh. Uh-huh. So yeah. So we love like crafting, mm-hmm. but I suck at drawing. Yes. Right. So it's mm. like, I, I love being creative and like doing things but I'm like I get so mad when I try and draw or paint or whatever because I'm like well that looks like garbage Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was fun to do vision boards where we printed off pictures that look great and then we just get to cut them out and put them together how we want (laughs) that's so smart I made one on Canva yeah so fun that I'm trying to I haven't figured out how to save it to my phone yet Um, for my um wallpaper but someday hopefully before the end of the year (laughs) right Right? you get it on December 30th (laughs) Um, so the cats were 
And the dogs were. So we just wanted to do it again. Mm. And Grace was like, well, you like cats and I like dogs. And so it was super fun. But literally tearing up over cutting out pictures of cats. I'm like, they're so cute. I want one. (laughs) But can't happen now because we're in an apartment. That's true. Grace is also allergic. So probably won't be in our future. Maybe an outside dog. So we'll Mm. cross our fingers for that. But that is a great intro to get to know a little more about Emily. Yeah. Y'all can see why I literally, what, day two of you working, I was like, okay, we're best friends. Yeah, Yeah. 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 It's totally the, we live the meme of you know what, the 20 something that has, you know, the best friend at work that's like, you know, where's the 50 year old? She's not here. Dang it. And all the TikToks that are like, how was, you know, preschool? And how was the Great Depression? (laughs) Remember that one day you were playing a game and you were like, don't you remember this? And I'm like, girl, I'm two generations older than you. What the heck? No, it was like someone needs to die on the Oregon Trail before I know what's going on here. Shoot. It was literally 2048. She's like, I don't know what that. I'm like, you still, don't play cool math games. Still in don't know. Still don't know. I'm like, is that like Sudu- Sudoku? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm dead. So funny. Mm-hmm. So I invited Emily to be on the podcast. Thank you for multiple reasons. Um, so hilarious. So we're gonna laugh today. Very inspiring, and she's an author, and so. I just thought what a great opportunity for everyone to get to know an author because I don't know. I don't know anyone who writes. Oh, thank you. Like is very cool for lack of a better word. Thank you. Awesome. So start me on where your writing journey began. Was it like you're always writing these little stories growing up and then you take it professional later on? Give me, give me the journey. So interestingly enough, I actually didn't learn to read until I was in third grade. I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, up until that point I was in a, uh, uh, a Christian fundamentalist, uh, religion and school. Okay. And, uh, our reading test was memorizing Bible verses Mm. and, I just memorized Bible verses and I thought, oh, that's reading. Right. Um, it wasn't until my mom was like, oh, maybe this isn't the greatest education um, and put me in public school at third grade and realized I could not read. Um, And then I was put in remedial classes Mm. and my mom was just absolutely mortified. Yeah. Um, And of course, I had no idea. You're a third grader. You're just yeah. Like, I'm I'm here. I'm around. like, hey, I get to go to a special class. Cool. <laughs> they got these machines and stuff. <laughs> Probably snacks, maybe. No? I don't know if we had snacks, but no. it was in a basement, and oh. it was it was I don't know. It was interesting to to the. It, it probably formed, helped form some part of, you know, the dark part of my brain. But <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't learn to read until I was in third grade. And then I just became a voracious reader. It was about the same time that uh, Pizza Hut came out with uh, the book. Yes. 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 I ate. I <laughs> love personal pan pizzas to this day. Like they are still, if they would okay, bring that program back. have in common. I did those. Okay, yes. the little stars. Yeah, and you cross off how many books you Heck read, and then yeah. you go give them your coupon. And, and yeah, oh, so fun. I love that. Yeah. That was my motivation on it, which okay. also says a lot about me physically <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, we'll so. do things for pizza. <laughs> totally. 
I did something last week for pizza actually, but <laughs> and it was Pizza Hut. Um, but yeah, and then um, the first book I think it was actually in fourth grade that I wrote um, okay. was a fan fiction of Little House on the Prairie. Being from the Midwest, it's you know very appropriate. Yes. Um, but it was a it was called Little Mouse in the House, Ooh. and it was about a mouse that lived with the the Laura Ingalls Wilder family. Uh-huh. And it was like their or his version, his view of their life. Cute. And that was the first book I wrote. Do you have that? No, oh, no. Wow. I, you know, um, what a treasure. I it it would have been, yeah. Um, but you know, there's um, things get lost over time. You know, with um, with families, and sometimes things aren't valued as they as you would like them to have been. But that's yeah. But yeah, so that was my first one, and then I I've I've kind of played around and I, I wanted to be a writer straight out of high school but I was told that's not how you make money um, you need a real job and uh, so I attempted that and then in my 30s after I got a degree I started writing just for fun um, and then it was about COVID mm. when I was like I am sitting on five manuscripts full manuscripts yeah what am I doing here because if this is just for fun that's cool. Right. Right. It's a cool hobby. That's cool. cool. Can totally be a hobby. Yeah. But I truly believe that everyone has a story. Everyone has an art form. Everyone has something that they should, sh- that they want to share with the world. If you're moved to, you should. That's the, for the talkers tagline yes. right there. Everyone yes. has something to say. Everyone has yes. something. And you know, like you were saying, like you're not, you know, you get frustrated with your creative ability. Hello, modern art, <laughs> I, you know, contemporary art, yeah. Jackson Pollock. You know, I'm like, there's so many different forms of art out there that we can all express ourselves and we should, you know, there's, there's, it's going to resonate with somebody. And so that's when I really got serious about publishing and, and, um, finding an agent and, and publisher and all that. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm curious because I would Mm. have no, no clue where to start. (laughs) Yeah. Are you just like reaching out to people yeah so as an adult um there is well there's there's something that goes on every november mm-hmm. it's called uh NaNoWriMo it's national novel writing month okay and as an adult i had a friend that was like oh i've always wanted to do this and i've always wanted to write a novel and i'm like well i have two but you know i just i don't know where to start and i don't know and yeah. and she's like yeah you you write 50,000 words in in one month in the month of november and it sounds like a huge amount, right? I just saw your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it breaks down to about 15, 1600 words a day, give or take. Okay. Totally okay. manageable. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we we both wrote novels during mm-hmm. that time. Um, and I was like, okay. And then she joined a writer's group. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, you know, this will be a fun hobby. I, I, I need friends, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. you know, in that age where it's like, oh, how do you make adult friends? And started going to workshops and different organizations and um, really just honing the craft, you know, and, and it took me about 10 years from that first NaNoWriMo to get to be published. And there were some years where I, I didn't touch a dang thing. I didn't go to a workshop. Yeah. I, I didn't go to an or I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, and then there were some years where I was, you know, knees deep in it. So which I would say is this year. Uh, yes, yes. I just found out I'm just I'm going to another conference next week. Oh, next weekend, I think. I didn't oh, realize. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was always this time. <laughs> I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I didn't know it either. And okay. then I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're signing up, huh? Love so, it. Yeah, Love it. Yeah. So right now you have one self-pub. Mm-hmm. I have a self-pub on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's called The Final Wish. Yes. And it's amazing. And it's Thank on you. my bookshelf. Thank you. So everyone buy it. And probably next month or so it's going to be in the book review Uh so read it before then and then you're working with a publisher now Mm -hmm. and you also have how many other two yeah so um i'm working with crimson rose um a small press for the case of the filthy beast yes that will be a cozy mystery um about two best friends lexi and zelda who solve crimes and mysteries um, and that will be coming out this year, 2024. Um, I'm thinking probably mid-year, probably, I think, is, is our schedule. Okay. Um, and then um, I am working on editing another self-pub called Monroe's Light. That's a story about a woman named Monroe, Monroe who, for lack of a better term, jumps worlds and is struggling with some secrets and some truths of her own that she has to resolve and she ends up in a world that kind of tests her mm-hmm. resolve and her true her own personal truths mm-hmm. um and final wish that you, you know is, that is out now on amazon yes. uh digital and soft co- uh, paperback yes. yes um that's about izzy who is uh fulfills the wishes the final wishes of the dead until she gets a wish that literally puts her life on the line and she has to choose between life and death. Oh, so good. Thank you. So good. I'm going to link it four million times. So thank everyone, you, thank you. <laughs> look in the show notes and I'll post it. But I want to know more about your actual writing process. Like you said, sometimes it's like, oh, we've got a month and we're going, going, going. And then, but when you do, like you sit down to write, is it, I, I don't know, because I just, I'm like, it could go so many ways. It could be yeah yeah you're writing out each chapter as it is, mm. or do you like kind of pick the plot as it goes and then you give it yeah. more detail? Like what it what is that like? Well, I mean, my process has, has, has evolved significantly over 10 years, right? And especially with all the things you're you're going to and I'm sure you're there's advice and oh my gosh like methods all the time yeah yeah so many different methods and and there's so much software out there that will you know make it easy for you and I'm like (laughs) um and I've tried I've tried a fair amount of them and you know that's part of any creative process is finding what works for you and be willing to try what Mm -hmm. works for you because Mm -hmm. you never really know until you try it yeah. Um, so you have to have a little bit of an adventurous spirit just straight out the gate, right? Um, what I do is I, I work with a basic outline. Okay. And it is literally like inciting incident. Uh, introduce your characters. And it's it's like, I think it's 11 or 12 bullet points. And okay. that is my entire novel right there. Yeah. And I write from there. Okay. That's the rough draft. Okay. Now, sometimes the rough draft is a total piece of... <laughs> Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, but you know, you can't, it, it, it's been said a million times, you can't edit a blank page mm. and that's true kind of with life too, right? Like absolutely, y- you got to get off the couch. You got to get out the front door. Unfortunately, I like you got to put pants on <laughs> and, uh, the pants. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no, you got to put the pants on. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's just, yeah. And then I try to every chapter move move the story forward 
you know, what has happened in this chapter that is, has moved my story forward. And I also look at it from a perspective of, um, television shows. Okay. Um, and, and this is a little different for like the streaming generation, like, (laughs) um, but I, I think it holds, I think it still holds water, water, this theory, especially if you look at a show like Supernatural, Okay. you know, between commercial breaks, they had to do something to make you stay yeah. between commercial breaks, uh, right? Uh-huh. Because you could just flip it over to another show. You could flip it over to, you could just go outside and play, <laughs> play in the neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Um, but you had to do something to keep, st- to keep interested. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I try to make each chapter mm-hmm. um, an ending where it makes you be like, oh, one more chapter. I got to turn that page. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to, I got to turn the page. Yeah. I got to find out what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those are my big tips, um, as, as how my creative process works. And I will probably edit at least three or four times, um, right. an entire manuscript before it goes to a critique group or, um, a writing coach or an editor or anything like that. Yeah. Do you have to be in like a certain place, certain setting kind of thing to write? Or is it like you're typing things on your phone as ideas come to you? Is it because <laughs> that's how I am. I'm like, I'll get a random burst of like, OK, that's great. And I'm like just writing it down wherever I can. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes it's weird. I'll be my husband loves going to football games and I <laughs> could care less. Yes. And sometimes I'll be sitting there at the, in the stands freezing or sweltering and be like, (laughs) oh yeah, that one thing, that is not, that's not what my character would do. Ew. I need to, I need to redo that or I need to twist this or twink, uh, Uh twist it to, to make it better for my character. Um, so I, I'll have those little bursts. Um, it's funny. I went through a really hard period, um, during COVID as well, where I was like, uh, you know, I had quit my job because it was super, super stressful. And I was like, you know, what am I doing with my life? Right. And I decided I was going to try to write erotica. And um, I did that on my phone. (laughs) And I'm just going to say I love the word thrust (laughs) so much. So much that if I had a dollar for every time I wrote that word. (laughs) So after that, I was like, you know what? Mm." So I don't really have to be in a mood be in a mood or a vibe it's more of like I use writing prompts to to make sure I write every day even if it's only like five six seven hundred words yeah and and I've used some of those to to actually develop into full stories and short stories and I think it's just like anything else like you you have to develop it you know you have to keep working at it and grow it as a craft yeah totally I'm curious when you're writing these stories because as a reader Right. You read for many different purposes. Like yep. my textbooks, I'm reading to learn something. Yeah. And a uh, typical romance, I'm just reading because it's fun. Right. And Same. mysteries, I'm like, I or sometimes I want to learn or like there's different things. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you're writing, is there something you're wanting your readers to gain by the end? Are you trying to just do entertaining? Like, do you have an angle I guess like yeah do you ha- I mean you have to have your audience in mind right yeah 100 so percent. what are you thinking about for your audience yeah that's a really good question because I I think my audiences are you know a lot of people are like oh you know you write two different genres you should have two different pen names and two different <laughs> websites and two different like I ain't yeah. got time for that yeah <laughs> um nor the patients yeah. 
but like my self pub is really urban fantasy and it's, it's dark, right? And it's, and, and the Monroe's light that I'm, I'm editing now for self publishing this year, it's dark. I mean, there's, there's a scene where there's, there's a scene of cannibalism where, where men are actually used like they're basically cattle and just men, not women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is important. Mm, very important to the storyline. It kind of goes back to the whole, like, you know, questioning your, your existence and all that. So, you know, that is one thing where it is entertaining. And, and then my, my published book is light. And I mean, it's a mystery, but it's, it's light and engaging. And the friendship is a big aspect of it. And there's laughter. And I really want people to be able to escape. And I want people to enjoy their lives for a little while because you know what? Life is pretty, pretty abysmal at some points. And I don't know about you, but like, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't really enjoy going to work 40 hours a week. I don't care what job it is. I could be massaged for 40 hours a week and I'd probably still hate it. I just don't want to be told what to do for 40 hours a week. I don't want to put pants on, you know, and I would hope that my books give people a little bit of a break. Mm. You know, the the day job, the the person that cut them off in traffic, the, you know, person that was supposed to be there at nine that shows up at 920 or <laughs> four o'clock, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to give people a little break and a little bit of fun in some capacity. I love that. That's Thank so you. wholesome. And it's so true because like nothing <laughs> wholesome, like a- <laughs> but there's cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> But that's exactly and a the lot point. of sex, <laughs> thrusting, thrusting. <laughs> that's the point. It's like this is different than my life, and it's just so. Yeah, I love it. You're laughing too. We're gonna have to take a laugh break. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I I want you. I want people to like just kind of disappear for a little yes, while. Yeah, into their into the book, into the story, and just be like huh, like I didn't have to think about anything (laughs) during this time, you know? And yeah, that's, that's what I I love in creating stories that people can just disappear into. Yeah. I love that. Well, I have to take a slight left turn Mm. because you said the word friendship Mm. in your uh, cozy mystery that's Mm -hmm. coming out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, Emily's an amazing friend. So what better person to write a book about friendship? And I have to tell all the listeners, she has, she has a friend. Emily has a friend (laughs) and me and that friend are friends (laughs) just because (laughs) Emily is such a good friend. And so I'm curious, do Mm. you have, because a lot of my listeners are my age. Okay. And when you're 20, making friends is like the death of you like it's so hard and I know that a lot of people relate to that and they're like how do I make Mm -hmm, friends how mm -hmm, do I keep mm -hmm. friends this that do you have any advice on friendships or just what what is being a good friend to you because the other day you were telling me about going to lunch with this friend who you hadn't seen in a while because that's what you do as a friend and I don't know I just love it so I know it's yeah yeah I mean I yeah I mean I have one friend um I think I have four friends named Jenny so (laughs) I always have to refer to them as writer Jenny sister Jenny uh Jenny Mm -hmm. um and and I I went to have lunch with writer Jenny and I I absolutely hate that I don't get to spend as much time with her as I as I want to Mm -hmm. um but it seems like every single time (laughs) 
<laughs> like she'll she'll invite me somewhere and it's like oh yeah no that's shabbat yeah. um like literally in the middle of service or um no i'm literally on the other side of the country that day yep. like honestly like it never works out yeah but probably yeah. like once every four or five months we have like an hour to eat together and we can touch base connect for a little while you know we share memes I, th- I think that's a big part of friendship right now yeah. knowing that you have somebody that you can be honest with and I would my biggest piece of advice is if you find somebody that you vibe with stay in contact with them you know when you're thinking about them I don't care <laughs> send them a quick text yeah. or you know dm and be like hey you know what? thinking about you hope you're doing all right you know you don't have to plan to go anywhere I, I have friends literally all over the world that I will literally send that message to because I'll be like, you know what? I was thinking about you the other day and I was thinking about, you know, how we used to go to wineries all the time and we don't because we don't live in the same state yeah, and, right. you know, or that one time we were roommates and this weird thing happened and, you know, it was probably 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and also don't force it. Yeah. Because that was something that I really struggled with in the writer community Mm. was when I got to Utah was I really struggled because I wanted to be I wanted to have the same writer experience community here that I had back in the Midwest. And I didn't I didn't feel like I fit in with the vibe. But um, I was I was bound determined to make it fit. Yeah. And I was like, I don't I don't vibe with these people. And then I finally found people I vibed with. And it was like. Oh my gosh. So I will actually put on my calendar now, you know, text and DM people, mm. you know, even if it's just a quick check-in just to say, Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, I think that's important. And to be honest with them, you know, I, I texted someone last night and I was like, you know, Hey, I'm sorry. I've been absent. I'm just, I'm just not really feeling life right now. Yeah. You know, I'll be back soon. And, and she's like, yeah, same. And I'm like, okay, then, you know what, maybe we should go for a walk and get some, some oxygen and vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know when that's going to happen, yeah. but, but you know, yeah, it's the idea that there is somebody else out there going through the same thing as you. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Everyone remember to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to can. be a big thing. Just. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. who doesn't love getting texts of like, Hey, just thought about you today. Yeah. Oh, melt my heart. Right. Let's be best friends forever. Yeah, literally. And yeah. it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's no. just like, like I, I literally met somebody at a, at a convention <laughs> and she friended me by accident. Oh. And she's like a yoga dance teacher, fitness instructor in Nebraska somewhere. <laughs> and I saw a random cat doing yoga video and I sent it to her and I'm like, uh-huh. OMG, this made me think of you. And yeah. she, and we're besties now on Facebook. I love it. And I'm like, we met like one time for 10 minutes in person. But now we send each other random videos of cats doing yoga because that's our jam. That's our friendship. That's great. Well, and that too, I, my idol in the podcasting world talks about that a lot of like, we have to let go of the idea of what a friendship is because there are some friendships of like, we text each other once a month. We're ne- probably never going to see each other again. And we're friends. Yeah. And you have people who have, it's like, I text them every single day. I call them every single day and we're best friends. Like letting go of the idea of like, if you have a friend, you have to do this and they have to be this person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can have fulfilling friendships who you don't have deep conversations and you just go get yummy lunch sometimes. And you can have yeah. friends that it's like, oh, we 
talk every day and every time we see each other we cry and it's like an emotion like there's just different different types of connections yes yes. yeah and you know we were talking about this recently um at work we were talking about how frustrating it was because we were just having the same like hi how are you doing i'm great how was your weekend weekend? fabulous okay (laughs) and it's like we wanted to have conversations that are inspiring and engaging and you just reminded me of a conversation I had. I'm not even going to say how many years ago. <laughs> um, some dude, like I literally worked with at Musicland Suncoast for one night. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll was in college. No, this is the whole story. Oh like my. it was me and this other dude, this dude and this friend of mine, Christy. We all went to, I think it was like Ruby Tuesdays or TGI Fridays after work. Okay. And we were there until like 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> just having like the best deep conversations and like, I don't even know it was, it was over 20 years ago and I'm still like, dude, I remember that night Yeah, and you can have amazing nights and amazing deep conversations and you know, ebb and flow and you know, it's just like family relationships. Yeah. You know, we we need to let go of, of those expectations and what they mean and because everyone's at different places for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Unfortunately, right? Yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. who knows? It kind of all goes around. It does. Ebbs yeah. and flows. That's right. So along with that, are there any other lessons or things that you've learned recently, long time ago that you're like, more people need to know this? Wish I knew this sooner. Anything like that? You know, I'm going to say this. This seems like really simple, but and I was probably told this, I don't know that I was actually told this when I was younger. Um, don't take every bit of feedback mm. as gospel. Mm. And it, it, it was this, I, I have to tell this story. Um, the first novel that I ever wrote um, during that NaNoWriMo, um, it's still, I'm, I got, I'm not even going to tell you how many times I've edited that thing. It may never see the light of day, but first time I, I was in a critique group and there's a scene where there's a, you know, a big storm and, um, there's a, you know, a, a paw at the door and this girl, woman's like, okay, I, I don't like dogs. I'm just, what, what is happening? So she opens the door. Cause like, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like a little, a little dog or a little animal is yeah. at the door. And so she opens the door and there's this huge black animal on the other side of the door, just dripping wet. And the, the storm is raging. There's tornadoes and just, you know, a huge, huge storm. And she's like, well, I, I can't, I can't leave the storm out. I can't leave the dog outside. Yeah. So she brings it in, she towels it off. And, um, it's an integral part of the story. And one of the group partners in my critique group actually took on the paper, this is how long it was ago, it was when you actually printed out critiques <laughs> and she wrote, highlighted in caps, underlined, I want to see testicles. And I was like, qua. Uh-huh. And she's like, I need to see the dog's testicles. And I'm like, no, no, you don't No, No, you don't. And she's like, I do. I need to see the dog's testicles. I'm like, no. So that was the first inkling that I was like, "Mm, maybe I need, maybe I need to not listen to people. But it took me a long time to, to get to the point where I was like, not every piece of feedback is actionable. Yeah. And so sometimes you sit with it for a little while, think about it and then decide whether you want to move on it. Right. You know, you might be angry. You may hate that person. 
set on it. Think about it. I like that. Career-wise. Yeah. Recipe-wise. Yeah. <laughs> right. Relationship-wise. Everything. Testicle-wise. <laughs> all of it. I hope I never meet that woman. That's interesting feedback. And I was sitting at her kitchen table. I was like, good. <laughs> you like, pardon? I was like, can I just leave now? Because I don't I don't know what's going to be next. I think my fo- I think I... Oh, I do. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Needless to say, I never, never, (laughs) never took that advice. Excellent. Mm. Well, that just made me think. I was talking to my aunt the other day. Mm. She's an avid listener. So love you, aunt. And she made me feel very good about the podcast. And I just had to share what she was saying because it kind of goes along with that of like, I put out these episodes and I... What I'm trying to do is interview a lot of different people, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So particularly, we were talking about an episode. I did an interview with the drag queen. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. my aunt has not gone to drag shows or met someone who does drag. And she was like, that was my favorite episode. Because I got to learn more and understand things that mm-hmm. I maybe wouldn't have the opportunity to. And it's kind of that idea. I, I'm not out here to give you all this advice and you have to follow it. And 100%. You have to learn it. Mm-hmm. It's just the idea of like, you can hear this experience, this advice, whatever, and you can just listen to it. And now you know, and you don't, like you're saying, it's not actionable. I don't think everyone needs to go out and go to protests and do this and do that. I I don't think so. I think that would be great if everyone had the same values, but we don't. And so just opening it up, say, listen, hear my story. You don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to change your whole life, Mm -mm. but you can just say, oh, that that was great advice. I might not do anything with it. No. And it's, it's realizing that that other person is, is human. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, there's a whole nother world out there and there's, I mean, I, I learned something new. I don't even know how many times, (laughs) you know, a day or a week where I'm like, Hmm, I had no idea that was a thing or, huh, look at that. You know, I, I think that is fantastic because I think the more we learn and the more we open ourselves up to learning about other people and other cultures and other lifestyles that are different than our own that just broadens our experience and that doesn't change our viewpoint no, you know you don't it doesn't have to change who you are yeah or it's what you do yeah it's like I'm not going to yeah I'm not yeah you know, like your aunt's suddenly not going to be a drag queen <laughs> right, you know right. but it's it's fantastic that she was able to hear somebody yeah. about that and, and, and maybe the next something. time something comes up about drag she's going to have a different initial reaction because she, right. And so I just love that. And I love that phrase. Not everything's actionable. Mm -mm. I love that. No. And I think that's, that's a part of that's missing in our country. And I'm, I don't know about the rest of the world, but definitely (laughs) in our country in the United States is just being able to chill and vibe with each other and not having that wall go up immediately, you know, where it's like, yeah, like a babe, I'm not, I'm not here to, to judge you. I'm not here to, I'm just here to chill and, and learn more about the world. I don't really care. Like I've, I think you've heard me say before, you know, I'm not going to go to bed with you. So I just want to know you as a person and like, you know, 
find out more about the world. Yeah. Because my gosh, it's an amazing place. There's so much to learn from what other people have to say. Oh my God. And you never know. Yeah. You never know, you know, who has amazing stories. I love it. Yeah. So good. Okay. Well, this has been great. Yes. You are so knowledgeable and funny love funny people that was like one of the things i said in my first episode and i stand by it i love funny people i just want to laugh every day i just want to giggle and then cry yeah well yeah (laughs) (laughs) most days usually have yes yes same same so do you have any i have one last question but do you have any other thoughts anything you're dying to tell people say you know i would say my overarching um thing i'd love for people to take away is if you are moved to do something in your life, regardless of whether it's something creative or, you know, maybe a charity or help somebody or to plant a garden or what, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, right? Um, don't let people tell you no. Mm. You know, take that, take the feedback, you know, sure. listen, listen to, to people and, and take it for what it's worth um, and grow with the knowledge. But um, I, if I had, I've had so many people in my life tell me, well, that's not a real job. No. You're not talented. Oh. Uh, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, that's a waste of your time. And, and I realized a lot of the time it was because those people either wanted to have talent and didn't, they didn't think they had talent right. or they were afraid. Mm-hmm. And it's other people's fear that usually holds us back. And, I would just highly recommend that if you have something that you have been thinking about and you cannot let go, go do it. You know, I, I don't care if you suck, Elizabeth, at painting, <laughs> you know, go get a paint by numbers. Yes. Listen to some Bob yes. Ross, like do so, whatever it is. Plant that garden. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, go down to a mission and help whatever it is. Start that podcast. Start that podcast. Start whatever. That novel. Yeah. Whatever it is. Okay do it because if you are inspired to do it, there is a reason and somebody out there wants and needs to hear or see or experience you and your message. And, and you're doing a disservice not only to yourself, but to everyone else by not doing it. Mm. So do it. I love it. Thank you. I think we have to end right there. That's great and perfect. And I love it. And you're amazing. Thank Thank you you. for being a guest. Thank you for letting me be a guest. Of course. Everyone go buy her book. Amazon.com. Yes. I will link it. Emily Carmazin. K-A-R-M-A-C-I-N. Beautiful. And I'll link your Instagram Fantastic. and website. Yes. My she website. A beautiful <laughs> website. Yes. Just started blogging. Oh, yes. Yes. yes the I just blog. did my first blog. Go mm-hmm. like. Give it all the love. Yes. Okay. You, you matter. matter and, and what, what you, you have, have to say matters. Thanks for listening. Remember to leave a rating and review. Subscribe and come back next Thursday for a new episode. And remember, you matter and what you have to say matters. So join me here with For the Talkers.